1: the blaze radio
0: network let's go right to mike lee who was so good and so reasoned yesterday and i think in a way helping the gop but the gop was too stupid to see it welcome to the program senator mike lee how are you
1: doing great thank you very much glenn
0: um thank you yesterday for your leadership thank you for your well-reasoned leadership yesterday um, explain explain what happened yesterday just on the way it could have helped Donald Trump and the GOP in, in in all kinds of ways and they shot themselves in the foot.
1: The first thing you do at a convention, at a Republican National Convention, is to adopt a set of rules that will govern the convention. We had asked for a vote, a roll call vote among all the delegates to make sure that we had a clear picture of which set of rules the delegates favored. Apparently that was too much for the powers that be within the RNC and they shut that down. They instead uh, delayed the whole convention by four hours so they could whip against the rules changes that we wanted so they could whip against the states that had called for a roll call vote and they shut down the effort. So these people who had traveled hundreds or even thousands of miles, like me, these people who had taken time off work and away from their families, uh, were silenced. They were not hurt. And I think that was unfortunate. It was unfortunate now, for the party. It was even unfortunate for Mr. Trump, who could this, have benefited from having uh, genuine unity as opposed to the contrived, coerced sort of unity that was achieved yesterday.
0: Okay, so l- let, me, let me go through a couple of things. First of all, this is exactly what the GOP did to Ron Paul a few years ago. You would have let Ron Paul speak and it would have been over. It would have just been fine. And everybody would have gone away. And instead, they took the grassroots and they slapped them in the face. Then, the, um, then this year, <clears throat> in a vote that was almost identical to what happened on the stage with the Democrats when they wanted to keep God in the platform, but people were saying, no, we don't want him in the platform, and they voted three times, and then they were like, oh, well, you know what? The chair hears that the eyes have it, and it was so clear it wasn't. What you guys were proposing in the rules, one of the things was a vote of conscience, which means you could unbind the delegates. There is, in your estimation, uh, Mike was there any way that Donald Trump was not going to make with unbound delegates his uh 1237
1: uh, almost zero chance and, right. and and look you're exactly right that was one of the things in the rules one of many things that uh needed to be reformed in the rules and no there there was almost zero chance that Donald Trump was going to walk away as anything other than the nominee and in fact it is arguable Glenn that he might have walked away with more votes uh, after unbinding than he will get with binding. Because, you know, delegates, many of them now see him as he is, as the presumptive nominee. A lot of them who were bound to somebody else probably would have voted for him. This actually hurt Donald Trump, and it definitely hurt the party. And it set a very bad precedent for allowing exactly the kind of governance that we don't like in our government, And the kind of governance we should never have in the Republican Party, which is that top-down, dictatorial type of ordering and structuring and establishment of rules.
0: Mike, in the rules, was there not also, that was squashed yesterday, uh, was there not also a rule that there would be more delegates uh, going to states with closed primaries, to encourage states to close their primaries?
1: Yes, there were also some rules that would have given states that closed their primaries an advantage, a bonus, a 20 percent delegate bonus. What this means, Glenn, is that those states that say, hey, we're not going to let Democrats vote in our primaries. We're going to keep this about Republicans. We're going to maintain the existence of our party as a political party. Those states would benefit. And so that, too, would have benefited the party. That, too, would have led to the election of better candidates more conservative candidates, I believe, and candidates that are more electable as Republicans, whether you're talking about at the top of the ballot or at the bottom of the ballot or somewhere in between. So everybody lost yesterday. Everyone who loves the Republican Party lost yesterday as a result of this.
0: Okay. So um, yesterday the GOP um, went back. They suspended the votes for a while they went back and they twisted some arms and, quite honestly, I think bribed um, these uh, state parties to take their name off of the roster of, of challenging it. And so they took what was a D.C., Maine and a third one um, and I, I think probably gave them more GOP support or more staff or whatever for the next election um, to get them to throw in uh, with everyone else. This significantly hurt um, Donald Trump, I think, as uh, giving him an opportunity to look as like a uniter. And it wasn't. And maybe I'm wrong. You'll know. I don't think this was Donald Trump's call. This was the party's call, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. This was not Donald Trump's fault. This was the party's fault. Mm -hmm. And frankly, uh, uh, Donald Trump is owed an apology by the party, and by the party, I don't mean the delegates. I don't mean the rank-and-file members of the party. I mean by the top-level management. I mean by Reince Priebus. They should apologize to him because you're exactly right, Glenn. This hurt Donald Trump. Donald Trump would have emerged from this stronger had, they, uh, had the delegates been given an opportunity to do exactly what they were there to do, which is vote on the rules and decide what kind of party we want to be, how we want to operate. That's what delegates are there to do.
0: And, the and rules... they really
1: squelched that debate.
0: And the rules that would have changed for 2020 would have actually helped the grassroots candidates, would they have not?
1: Yes, uh, in 2020 and 2024 and in every election after that, you see, because once rules take effect, they tend to have enormous staying power. They, they tend to stick. And so this will affect us for a long time to come. And unless there's some major course correction, we're stuck with some rules that create much more of uh, top-down management. And when you have top-down management, you disenfranchise the rank-and-file, the grassroots activists out there, the people who really are the lifeblood of the party. Look, we can't win elections in November, not this November, not in any November, without these people. We need these people. They were disenfranchised yesterday, and it's a big loss for all of us.
0: So yesterday the news was reporting that um, uh, there were people uh, like Kasich and I heard um, they said and possibly Ted Cruz. uh, They were being called traitors uh, and they were uh, being called dishonorable um, because they are um, not helpful. I know that Ted Cruz is supposed to speak tomorrow night. Uh, I don't I will be extraordinarily uh, disappointed and disenfranchised from him if he endorses Donald Trump. That doesn't mean he should get on stage and say anything bad. I I would love to see a way to unite people. um, But without principles, I don't know how to do that. Does there's rumor now that the uh, delegation, his delegates are going to walk off the floor on Thursday um, in in protest not of trump but in protest of not allowing the conscience vote i know that ted i'm assuming ted would have turned that down because i've talked to ted if you know if 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 they would have said hey we want to have a floor fight i think ted's smart enough to know well i don't have the numbers for a floor fight and it's over for 2016. how does he manage this now to where his people could look like massive spoilers, but yet not endorse Donald Trump. He's between a rock and a hard place.
1: Yeah, he certainly is. Um, And, you know, he's he's in a tough spot. There's no question about that. I'm convinced that he's going to figure out uh, the approach that's right for him, that's right for the conservative movement, that's right for the party, and that hopefully will create a better future uh, for our Party down the road. These are difficult waters to navigate. There's no doubt about that. But this, again, one just reemphasizes the point of uh, what a lost opportunity this was yesterday and how unfortunate it is that so many people chose to mischaracterize the floor boat yesterday as a sort of sour grapes moment. There, there were people who were yelling things like, sour grapes, sore loser. It, this, this was not about Ted Cruz. It was not about trying to uh, take a nomination away from Donald Trump. This was it's about no an honest debate within the party about how we're going to govern the party. Um, Senator Lee, do you, do you want to take a moment to warn Senator Cruz to not plagiarize any of your speeches tonight when he goes on stage? Hey, look, as far as I'm concerned, guys, uh, Ted Cruz can plagiarize any speech of mine. In fact, uh, Ted, I, I, I hereby assign you all right title and interest that I might have to anything I've ever said. He's free to use it. Oh, is he
0: trying to put the audience to sleep, Mike?
1: <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's a fair point, Glenn. I, I walked right into that one. <laughs> the, the only interest he would ever have in doing that is if he, you, know, the audience were experiencing insomnia and he wanted well, to. You well, know, I of mean.
0: Them. He, maybe he could stop reading Green Eggs and Ham and start reading uh, your speeches <laughs> to his kids. Yeah, look,
1: <laughs> hey, Glenn, Green Eggs and Ham has its <clears> strong points, <throat> even in does. Uh, American political right. discourse. But so Don't does our next
0: that. Constitution, your new book. I mean, so our, does our lost Constitution. Yeah,
1: exactly. Hey, no, yeah. no, 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 that one, on the other hand, does not induce sleep. That one, in fact, energizes you. That one is like drinking a Red Bull. Yeah, uh, uh, and, 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 and it's it's like drinking a Red Bull, and it, it eliminates hair loss. Uh, it's true <laughs> fact.
0: Wow, wow! It hasn't really worked for you. <laughs> no,
1: no. It, 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 for some reason, it has the off- opposite effect on the right.
0: um, uh, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, is is are, are we headed towards smooth sailing for the rest of this convention, or
1: I I don't know. I I, I hope it's smoother than it has been. There was no reason for this to become uh, contentious yesterday like it was. Uh, I think it certainly could have been smooth sailing by now had we just had an honest floor debate and discussion and, most importantly, a vote yesterday. Um, whatever it is, I think it will be less smooth than it could have been. Could, but I do uh, think it will be likely smoother than it, than it has been so far. But, you know, these things are hard to predict.
0: Ken Cuccinelli actually took his, his badges off. And threw him on the ground and walked out for a while. I mean, he was really, really upset. Um, I, think we saw, I think we saw some leaders emerge um, that have just had enough of the, of the party games.
1: Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I understand the frustration. I mean, I was standing right there. They turned the microphones off. The microphones, they're there for people to raise points of order, for people to make motions. They turned them off. And then, Glenn, something happened that I have never seen before. Not in five and a half years in the Senate, not uh, in, in 30 years of watching it in one way or another, uh, uh, from time to time participating, in uh, 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 Rules of Order, Robert's Rules of Order. Um, I've never seen the chair of any parliamentary body just walk off the stage, just leave and uh, abandon his post. That, that actually happened yesterday. The guy just walked off and for like five or ten minutes, we were left just standing there. And so I, <laughs> I i suspect, I wasn't ear can when he threw off his credentials. I suspect that might have been oh, man. when it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, we'll talk to you again. God bless.
1: Great to be with you. Thank you.
0: You bet. Bye-bye. Mike Lee, who's running for mm. a re-election in the Senate. Um, and what is it? lee for senatecom or something, if you want to get I involved. I in either dot .com or dot .org, yeah. Okay. And his new book is Our Lost Constitution.
1: Glenn Beck, The
0: Blaze Radio Network. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper Mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want, that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to Casper.com slash Glenn. Casper.com slash Len